This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Bridgerton, the official podcast, is a partnership between Shondaland Audio and iHeartRadio. Welcome to Bridgerton, the official podcast, your exclusive peek behind the curtain of Shondaland's Bridgerton series. And before we meet our guests this week, here's a brief recap of episode 202, Off to the Races. This episode kicks off with Edwina Sharma's long list of suitors, including Antony as he tries to win over both Edwina and Kate. During Antony's not-so-talented talent show performance, he professes his true intentions towards Edwina. Joining host Gabrielle Collins this week on her deep dive into episode 202 are Luke Newton and Luke Thompson, who play Colin and Benedict Bridgerton. Plus, we'll hear a bit from the Viscount himself, Jonathan Bailey. Luke Newton and Luke Thompson, Luke Thompson and Luke Newton, welcome to Bridgerton, the official podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Very much. What have you been up to, the both of you? That's a big, big question, isn't it? So at the moment, I'm sort of, you know, shuffling forth, doing a bit more, you know, ADR, a bit more press here and there, you know, and it's it's so different. Then when this came around the first time, A, we didn't know what it was going to be, but also we released it when we were all in lockdown. So we don't, you know, it's so different now and everything is sort of picking up now. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. Last January was the worst January on record, right? I mean, never has it dragged more. But this one was just, it just feels so different and it's lovely to have something to work towards. <laughs> yeah, we've kind of got somewhere to try and match up to with last year. So it's like, I'm so excited for everyone to see it. Now, knowing what the fans are going to love and what scenes they're going to be obsessed with. Um, that's really exciting. I mean, since we're talking about it, what was it like to just return to the world of Bridgerton? Just what was your first encounter with season two script like? What was really cool this year, um, which at the time felt kind of difficult as an actor, but looking back actually made the experience really enjoyable is that we had scripts like they came as we were shooting. So we didn't know necessarily how the show was going to end, which made everything much more exciting. Actually, looking back now, when I watch a scene, I'm like, oh, my God, I had no idea that this was going to happen to my character at the end or this was going to happen in general. Um, so that was really exciting just to get like a little, a little, like basically spoon fed. It was really, really nice. 
if you have all the script before, you can spend a lot of time, and you don't do it consciously necessarily, but sort of explaining your way through the arc of the story. Whereas genuinely, there are times this year where Benedict's track took a turn that I hadn't really, you know, that I was sort of like filling and enjoying, mm-hmm. but I then didn't, then suddenly it will take another turn that you really hadn't expected. And so you have, whereas I think if you knew that that's where it was going, you'd sort of be playing it a little, playing that idea a little bit in the earlier scenes, but genuinely to sort of like tread through it and not quite know where it was going to go is, is, is quite helpful really as, as an actor, I think. And then for someone to see that, I think that would be really interesting to watch because it makes it makes it much less predictable. You're just kind of like on the edge of your seat waiting to see where Benedict goes next. <laughs> and also that's that's like life, isn't it? Like in life you never know what's we, we don't know what we're gonna be doing next month, really. Yeah. So it's 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 quite useful to sort of do that. But like when in terms of actually coming back to the set, I found it really eerie. Mm. I think this is right. Like the first a scene we had was a family scene. And the family scenes are sort of a bit of a staple, really, for us. Like they're 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 so fun and so well written and so witty, and it's just us all together, usually sort of like doing something in that in that that same room. <laughs> yeah. And so just coming back in after well, was it a year or a year and a half? No, a year off essentially mm-hmm. was bizarre because it was like we'd never been away, mm-hmm. but it was also it also felt like it had been 10 years or it was all like a dream. It was very strange because it doesn't usually happen like that, you know, where there's this real break and it was a long break. And we, you know, we didn't know when we were going to start back again. And, and you know, obviously earlier on, there were it, it was it was a bit more sort of, you know, there were, there were more rules and all of that. And so it, it was it was strange, but also really moving because it was so moving how how quickly we just jumped back into that dynamic, having not been able to see each other for a year. Yeah. Right. To jump back into, you know, uh, all of us as actors and as characters, like getting back into that dynamic was just incredible because you felt like it had never gone away. I think it was my first big scene, which was, and I was with you and Johnny and we arrived and I had some line about Egyptian camel jockeys or something that's not ended up in it and I and it, and it was because I remember being so nervous and I remember saying to the boys oh my god like I I, I purposely thought right come back to this show exactly how we did last year and just hit the ground running and we we feel safe here it's a safe environment but it was such a massive day and we were at the races there was hundreds of supporting artists Mo- most of the cast were there um, and then I just had to come out with this line and I, each time I just remember, and my voice was like in a weird placement and everything. It was just like really freaking me out. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, that's, that's not going to make it in. So, uh, <laughs> it was great. Cause we do so much arriving. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And those scenes are often quite hard cause they, you know, it's just like these little bits and we're all sort of spread out and we all have these little conversations here and there and they're, they're quite sort of strange because they're quite short but they're very important and yeah. they need to be right and it's very difficult to sort of like calibrate them it's much easier if you have like you know a long two-hander or three-hander but like when it's like there's little bits like that it's quite it's quite scary and of course last year we just blended into the background so if we walked in with a load <laughs> of people they didn't know who was who but now all the supporting artists knew that we were Bridgerton so if we walked in it was like as much as it was scripted, that all eyes were on us anyway. So we were like, <laughs> it, it was even more sort of overwhelming, but yeah. it was a great feeling at the same time. We talk about costumes a lot in terms of what female characters or women are wearing in the show. Tell me about your costume experiences 
anything that was difficult or surprising or anything about your costumes that really felt to personify your character rather. I'll jump straight in and say the days that we don't wear jackets are a real dream like and it sounds so silly but honestly it a day, it, it, well one yeah it's really hot majority of the time um particularly like in the studio it gets really hot i think maybe it's because my character isn't normally allowed to so when i feel like i can it feels like i'm like rebelling a little bit whereas anthony's always just in his sleeves rolled up and you know benedict being the arty one he gets to wear these sort of like the 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 different different neckties the glorious and, waistcoats yeah absolutely whereas like <laughs> colin is always quite done up in his jacket so if there's a day like like when we have the um essentially the bachelor drinks before before the wedding we got to be in shirts and have drinks and it, that was that was a nice moment for me in terms of like costume wise yeah there is something really cool i love going into my fittings actually it feels like a dress up day and like seeing like you you get totally dressed up it's not just like you go in to try one jacket or one waistcoat like you get head to toe in your costume and there's all of your costumes so you walk in and essentially see your character's wardrobe which is like it genuinely feels like magic i think yeah the magic is always in the detail as well like the sort of small refinements that are going on like one of my favorite things from my costume is something that sophie our costume designer came up with which is this sort of like benedict ties his tie it's so it's such a great little detail but like only one it's now only one-sided so there's a bow on one side and then a little dash the other side so it's slightly less formal slightly less symmetrical just slightly more like askew it's really cool and it's little details like that where you think yeah that's absolutely what benedict would do because i think one of the fun things about this show is that it's to re-explore that period of history and marry it with something more modern in the sense that, you know, when you wear clothes today, you wear them in your own way. You have your hair a certain way. And if you want it slightly, you know, messy or slightly, slightly askew, our relationship to clothes is probably quite similar to how their relationship to clothes used to be. But it's just, we have this idea that because it's historical drama, everything was just very, you know, prim and proper. And actually, no, we tell the story of who we are through our clothes and they did as well, you know? And so like, it's little details like that, that, that you hone in on them that you just sort of you do you fall in love with them what i find really interesting is that i could if i accidentally went into one of your fittings which could happen with us both being called luke yeah. that <laughs> i would know immediately that it's your costumes and i'd and i'd know like you can just see from the rail just like and you'd be furious yes i would <laughs> did you have to get like slathered in makeup getting like your i have been in the sun I've been to Greece and I have this tan. Yeah, so because we talked about the idea of whether I was going to be like how I was going to be tanned, whether it's going to be like a spray tan and I would have to have it every couple of weeks or something. Oh, my goodness. Um, but then it was it was much easier to just like sort of tan my face, neck and hands <laughs> um, before before each day. Um, but yeah, it did. It meant, you know, a, uh, extra time in the chair but then on those cold winter days when you're getting tanned up i actually quite liked it in the end because I, I started to look really pale in the winter so i was like yeah <laughs> make me look healthy and make me look like i've been somewhere nice for a for a period of time so yeah it was nice it was the, it was the combo of the tan with the weird like david brent goatee that that i wasn't the fan of so that's um although the, do you know, and actually that was my suggestion the goatee was like 
I'd, I'd read in the script that there was like weird facial hair and I'd sent a couple of pictures. I'd sent a picture of like Justin Bieber and Harry Styles with a like, little bit of thing. And I was thinking, that looks, that oh. looks cool. It's awful when things like that are your fault, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when you feel like you've like you've, you've laid your you've made your own bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is my fault. I know it is, so I'm going to keep it. But I, I think I only have it for I think it's two episodes. That's so fitting for Colin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I um I spoke with Nicola, and she said, you know, we don't do pranks. Like we're at work, and this time around, she was like. Are you talking to either Luke Thompson or Luke Newton? I'm like, yeah. She said, ask them about pranks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things recently that happened, it was actually, it, it was more of a game that developed between us and the make, our makeup team. So uh, Laura and Jen, who do our makeup. Yeah. And uh, they developed a taste for it. And one of the best things that happened that I watched <laughs> was um, Laura basically was giving Luke a haircut. Yeah, but she used one of the sort of clip-on um, <laughs> sideburns, like a big tuft of hair, and sort of slipped it into her hand, and then made it look like she just like cut off a huge chunk of his hair. <laughs> <laughs> and they filmed my reaction, and luckily I was a saint about it. <laughs> I- I did. I think I even said like, I can't, if it's at the back of my head, I can't see it, so I wouldn't even know. Don't worry about it. But I probably would have gone home and been really upset that I had a bald patch on the back of my head. <laughs> no, yeah, you have to be accommodating at the moment. No, it's fine. It's fine. I don't want to be a diva. How do they distinguish the two of you on set? Like, do they call you by your last names? Do you have nicknames? It's still not very clear, is it? <laughs> I think, with, no, there's some, some things developing. I think I tend to be referred to as Lukey T, and you tend to be referred to as Lukey Nukes, which is not infantilizing at all. We're serious people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just before a really serious scene. When I'm doing when I'm doing serious traumatic scenes, I want to be called Luke. Yeah. Luke Thompson. <laughs> yeah, full, yeah. Full, full name. name. <laughs> Your full, full name. name. <laughs> Mr. Thompson, to set, please, Mr. Thompson. <laughs> no, so that's broadly what happens. I think uh, with that, that's starting to stick. I think that's starting to do the round. Yeah, I think it's the easiest way to to differentiate. And actually, I think on really big days, it's just call us, call our character names. Like when there's a hundred cast members plus, it's just easy to go call us by our character names. But it can be the two Lukes, and we're we're good. That that was a lot. That happened a lot last year. This year, we had we didn't have moments in like in the balls together where we would sit in the corner and watch everyone have fun. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense though to call you by your character's name. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think some people don't, but I'm I'm happy with that. Not on this job. <laughs> <laughs> After the break, Luke Newton and Luke Thompson break down their brotherly fencing match and explore what it means to be a member of the Bridgerton family. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back. I feel like we got to see more of your characters together being like brothers, almost like counseling Jonathan Bailey's character, Anthony, in some parts. One of my favorite scenes is, I think you all are fencing. Yes. (laughs) I was afraid that you'd hurt each other. (laughs) We did. We did. (laughs) No training would have prepared us for very, very wet grass. (laughs) Um, and the very slippery shoes um god yeah you know and it's it's always a moment you know when you feel so you feel so sensible anyway like surrounded by film crew in their civvies and you're in these sort of like floppy shirts and swords (laughs) you know you don't it's not like it's not like you don't feel you know you feel great anyway and you know you don't feel sort of slightly ridiculous but then to fall as well is just the real plus you know yeah (laughs) There was a bit of slipping. I think we all had a bit of a slip, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, well, we all trained for it separately, didn't we? Because of oh. the rules at the time, we couldn't. Um, but yeah, we had two different um, fencing coaches and they were amazing. We had some really good sessions with those guys. It was the night before that we were shooting that we were allowed to be together and go through the routine. And we'd all le- we'd learnt our individual sort of fights. Yeah. But Johnny, he had to fight both of us at different times in the scene. So we'd all learned different things. And then I think we just came together the night before and kind of said, kind of worked out what was going to work for us on the day um, with the story. Wow. And which kind of kept it quite like fresh and... <laughs> you could say, yeah, you could say it. You could, you can say that. Yeah, very fresh. <laughs> <laughs> it kept us like on our toes, as it were. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like the, the very tight trousers were the final twist. Yeah. You know, that, we weren't, <laughs> that we really weren't yeah. ready for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely it was brilliant that, that we all, all us brothers get irrationally excited about the prospects of doing a scene that's just the three of us we you sort of get tidbits so you'd go for sort of costume fittings and suddenly we were being fitted for rowing outfits which was a bit of an indicator as to what might be coming up in the episodes and then suddenly the, you know, the production coordinator will call and say you know we're gonna think we're thinking about setting you up with the rowing instructor so you sort of can put the pieces together um, so the yeah, so I think initially we were going to be on the river, and then that changed. 
yeah, a few weeks into prep and then suddenly we were learning how to fence. Um, and the actual fencing itself is great. We, we really sort of came up with the routines ourselves and it was a real, you know, when you're learning something in the body and it's a real sort of personality test and true to form, all of us as a threesome really worked well together. You know, Luke Newton's very patient and and happy. And then Luke Thompson's very sort of like steady, calm, but like precise. And I'm sort of quite hot-headed and saying things like, yes, yeah, yeah, I mean, I can understand what you're saying, but actually, I just think we should see, you just tell me what to do. <laughs> Regardless of which young lady I'd chosen to pursue, there would have always been some obstinate father or meddlesome aunt into the picture. I shall certainly not let some sister, especially one younger than me, keep me from getting what it is I want. Who you want, you mean? Is this still a friendly match or do we need to find some armour? Yeah, we loved it and the actual filming of it was great. It was hilarious because it was quite a rainy day. Did they tell you that it was kind of dewy on the grass? Me and my like slippy little plimsolls and I split the crotch of my trousers. And I went, this is so embarrassing! <laughs> I was halfway doing the splits. So yeah, that was a that was a highlight of the whole shoot, I think. There's a lot of like sibling, sisterly, brotherly, friendshiply love happening. And a lot of the moments I saw with you on screen really, you know, captured exactly that. One which is really interesting about brothers and sibling relationships is that you really can say what you feel. And you don't have to necessarily worry that you're gonna really offend anyone because you know you're bound for life. Blood. So that's why their, their, their relationships and actually all the British and sibling relationships are really amazing and important is that, you know, that's, and that's what I think it, we're in that scene. That's why that's there really is because you, it gets, it gives a chance to really allow Anthony to show us watching what he's really feeling and, and, and also the frustration and the sort of aggression he has towards this confused feeling of competition he has with Kate Sharma that he hasn't yet worked out. Um, and there's something brilliant about, I think, you know, Colin is always there, supportive or, you know, either nibbling the skill or, or just partaking. And, and Benedict has definitely a wealthiness to him. And he seems to, much like Daphne, I think, seems to have a sense that something's afoot or something's um, still waters are running quite deep in Anthony and he can see that. A very sibling-like moment was Colin slipping the mysterious hallucinogen <laughs> <laughs> to Benedict. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, little yeah. brother. <laughs> don't, don't lie. Don't lie. You do it. You, you, you do it every day, every weekend. <laughs> that was such a sibling moment. It seems like that I think that make Bridgerton particularly special because you take something again that people think is a modern thing that would happen in all modern dramas. And then you put it in a Regency context. And actually, probably it was more like that. You know, like, obviously there were, you know, there were, there were drugs around then and like people were playing around with all of that. Like, obviously it was there. So I just, I, I mean, also just because it's a scene with Luke and it seems with Luke are very fun and easy and like, we just get on with it, don't we? But it was, it was a really fun day. Yeah. That was one of those scenes that, everyone messaged me about when they first read it like and, and I hadn't read them at this point and I was I, th I was out or something and Pete and and also I'm I'm just a really slow reader anyway so I was probably on like episode one and everyone was texting me being like the scene when the scene when you get high together and I was like what what I need to get to this like scrolling through pages I remember when we filmed the scene when you first try it in the tea and 
we haven't worked out like the quantity of blue powder that you were going to put in yet. So there was that bit when you like shoved it all in, did it? And then it went all down your tie. Yeah, and we're and like, we... so that was a rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. We're not actually going to do it, so you have to do that again. And then I think there was like a check. We had to change, get a, a new tie in or get that cleaned or something because it was because it was really blue as well. It wasn't just like a water stain, is it? It was like. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know what they gave me. But um, no, it was su- that was such a fun day. And also, the the scene that's directly after that, when we're at the dinner table and Benedict's sort of enjoying the lights around him and in just enjoying this feeling, was almost my favourite day on set. If it weren't for the bad smelling food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This room is exceptionally well lit. Have you noticed, Cole? twinkle of the candles it is as as if we sit among the stars what's wrong with you i was just telling benedict how brilliant the stars were in greece honestly seeing luke's because he just changed it up every single time and there's there's moments when i'm laughing at him as if i'm colin and it's just me because i could not control myself (laughs) it was so brilliant and even when i watched it the other day i was in hysterics just that luke's reaction like it was just brilliant so um (laughs) yeah honestly it was such a great day Uh, but the food did really smell i mean i know they wanted it to look accurate but um it had been sitting out yeah, it smelled. Yeah, it sort of smelt worse. That's because the room was quite hot, and so it just got worse. You know, the smell kind of got worse as it went on. But that sort of helped in a way. You know, like yeah. <laughs> as in, you know, if you want to look like sweaty and a bit nauseous, then just they just lock you in a room and it works. No acting required. I think also another thing with those kind of scenes is you know so much about acting anyway is about sort of playing together, and so when you're both in that state. Like it's it's so rare to get the opportunity to really just actually sort of to feel like kind of anything goes, you know, and obviously it's not, it's a bit of a balance. Like you don't want to go too far. And I, I'm sure, well, I, I did go too far and it got cut <laughs> is the short answer. But, you know, but like you are sort of like working out where the balance is, but to have the freedom to, together as well at that scene to just sort of like, you know, just re- relate to each other in that fun way is just, yeah, it's just hilarious. We kept being told, just pull it back a little bit, just a little less high. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that's really difficult is that in a strange kind of way, when you've been doing it for two or three hours, I don't know if you felt this, Luke, but you kind of feel high after what you really are. So you do start getting the giggles. Yeah. A hundred percent, especially with the fake wine as well. With the fake wine. (laughs) You know, it's a strange grape juice they give us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very used to that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually ordering a bottle because I, I miss it. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. 
Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back. Let's pick up right where we left off. One of my favorite moments from the show is when Colin tells Penelope that he didn't find another woman or love. He found himself, essentially. I loved that so much. And I was like, look at Colin Bridgerton growing up. But as we see the show go on, it's kind of like, did Colin Bridgerton actually mature at all? What What do you think? Well, that's it. It's kind of, um, I was thinking about it recently, how looking back watching it it's like it's hard to know when he's actually being honest and what he's what's he what he's convinced himself is true and what is actually true um and i think that's one of those moments where he wants to come back and and have had this amazing time away and sort of had a bit of a revelation while he's traveling but ultimately he's realized that he's made mistakes or didn't deal with things how he should have last season and kind of wants to make amends. He's he's quite a sensitive soul really, so he's not he's not one to just drop something that that he feels guilty about and just move on with his life and enjoy his time. He's he's kind of like and and I was kind of frustrated for him that he went away and didn't just explore and enjoy himself as much as he could. There's obviously a reference in episode 1 when Anthony says Collins extended his tour and then the next the sort of the next couple of days he arrives so he even cuts his, his it's not really it's not like out there for people to see but he cuts his his um travel short um because of how he's feeling towards marina and mm. the situation that happened previously so i think it's really hard to tell what he's what he actually feels and what he what he's convincing himself he's felt so i think he definitely had a bit of time on its own and i, I was kind of gutted for him that he hadn't had this like revelation moment while he was there but um, at the same time, like it's it, it it was really nice to see him come back and have some sort of drive and like ambition to for something else other than just escapism. He want he wants to find some other purpose in his life. And I think if he hadn't had that, so maybe that's what he found there. Maybe that's he he found that that wasn't the be all and end all. He needs something to focus on at home. There are loads of lovely moments I think like that in the in this. Um season but also show I think it's the, the writing's very clever at having characters go off and you think it's going to be a certain thing and you think it's good and, and then it's just not or it doesn't quite work out or like you know or, or you know you think that something's the answer and it's not and I, I feel like that's very touching because it's very true to life I think the idea again that you know yeah you go to tra- traveling and find yourself and everything will be amazing and then actually no it's more complicated than that because you're still yourself and you know, and it's it's more difficult than that. I think there's lots of moments like that for a lot of characters. 
I often wonder about Benedict and like, is he also convincing himself and trying to make a thing be what it's not with his artistic pursuits? What do you think? I think the struggle with any sort of creative pursuit like that is that you sort of have to balance yourself out. Uh, by that, I mean, uh, and I can empathize with this as, as an actor, like you can spend early on particularly lots of time thinking like am i the worst actor in the world or the best actor in the world <laughs> and you know and sort of like constantly being like am i amazing or am i terrible or what am i <laughs> and actually i found anyway and i think that's part of benedict's journey actually it's not necessarily about the art in itself it's about well it's more about his relationship to it it's more about well it, it's about expression and so to express yourself you have to sort of only use yourself as your own measure and you know just just really focus on what you want to do and try and not really worry about how good or bad you are but actually just you know it's just expressing yourself like it's as simple and as complicated as that but i think so i think for benedict the, his journey this season for me anyway looking back at it now does seem to be about like because he spent you know he swings i think very quickly from one you know being sort of really kind of quite a bit high on himself <laughs> to being like oh my god no i mean it's just all terrible and i'm the worst and like you know so it, it's only interest it's only interesting i guess in terms of how what it re reveals about benedict is that i think he doesn't quite he hasn't quite arranged in in inwardly who he is somehow yeah i always felt like benedict was like on this quest for something but doesn't know what he's questing <laughs> so to say after you know yeah. No, no, that's right. And that's what makes him so fun to play because it's great to have, it's, it, he's the sort of character that's so open that he could go very in very many directions. And that's very, yeah, so fun to play because you don't have to be sure. Historically, he's the second son, right? Exactly, yeah. So you just have a little more to play with there. Actually, the Benedict and Colin both have that freedom that um, I think Anthony doesn't have. And I just realized for the first time with seeing all of the like brotherly scenes that um, maybe Anthony is a little sheltered in comparison to Benedict and Colin. Is that a fair assessment? I, f I, I haven't seen Anthony go on a grand tour. <laughs> He's unable to, but that's there's partly just his familial position that he feels he has to, as we in fact tease him on it, you know, do his duty. But actually, I think there is also something inwardly about Anthony. I think part of the joy of the series is finding out sort of more about that reason by going back into the family history and what happened to the father and all that. And just in terms of explaining why, why Anthony is the way he is, but also how that event shapes all the children. Of course it does, but in very different ways because they're all different characters. And so Anthony, for sure, I think it's, it is that sense of I don't think he's the sort of person that feels he can let go. You know, like we see him in the end of season one saying, oh, it's not about love. I just need to find someone who's going to do the job and, and that's it. And that will be fine for me. Thank you. And part of his journey, I think, is about opening up, which is so hard when something so horrendous has happened when you're, and so disorientating has happened when everyone was younger. I think it, we also see as the series goes on that there is some resentment towards the other siblings because we were at a younger age when we experienced what happens and he feels like there's a lack of understanding particularly for say Colin and younger I mean Benedict would have been he is closer in age to Anthony so would have still experienced the loss in a really traumatic way but I think he 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 
he, there's a lack of empathy because he doesn't think that it affected them as it did him, which, it, which as you see it, 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 it hasn't actually affected the rest as it has affected him. Um, there's a really lovely scene that I saw between um, Phoebe and Johnny, um, Daphne and Anthony. And it's, it's about, it, it basically just says that in, in two or three lines, how she will never understand what he went through. And it's re- it's a really beautiful moment, but it kind of sums up his feelings towards us and how maybe why he snaps at his siblings from time to time. Yeah, I think it's great. I think also it reflects the fact that Anthony has the perceived, he's got the perceived sort of status in that he is the firstborn. He will inherit the house. He will have to move in with his Viscountess and take over and look after his younger siblings. And in terms of society, he is seen as the... The, the, the dominant and you know primary heir, um, but of course, as we know, um, loving the British stories, is that he's the one person who's therefore can't live his life, and he hasn't been able to explore his own identity, and there's so much confusion and complication with that, especially because the way he inherited his title was so traumatic, losing his father, and I think that is something that's quite lightly touched on, especially with his re- friendship with Benedict or his brotherly relationship with him. Without going into too much, I think it's so palpable that actually Benedict is in search of a meaning and in, and and a role. And Anthony's role is the one thing that he wants to, you know. So the two of them are almost exact opposites. I think what Benedict sees is that, in a strange way, and that's not to be sort of glib about privilege because it is what it is, but it can be quite immobilizing because if you can do lots of things then what do you do? That's, that can be paralyzing. And also the guilt of privilege can also be paralyzing if you want to sort of try and find yourself and find, find, find out who you are. Some of the moments where Benedict is the most selfish in this series for me is, is when he is on that a little bit high on himself and he's just having a lovely time and he's enjoying just sort of needling Anthony and pushing him and teasing him when actually, when actually what Anthony needs is someone to help him and to talk but there's something about the fact that you know the the power dynamic the fact that he's the older brother and benedict benedict is the younger brother that they, they just never quite meet they're constantly sort of missing each other in a really brilliant way like writing wise and so that yeah i, I think that's where it's it's selfishness as in it's it, i guess it sort of ties into what i was saying earlier about like you know it's so difficult when things are going well or you feel like you're sort of flowing or you feel like you're fine so to stay sort of tuned in to everyone else around you there's this one scene in the beginning of episode two where you're getting a shave. Oh, yeah. And it's this small moment, but I don't know what it is about that moment. It just, I just really, I think it's just seeing you without um, all of the stuff happening. It's just like this quiet moment. Does Mr. Duena return your affection? <sighs> not yet. She would have done if it were not for the, the sister. She's rather thorny, I take it. Indeed. It's a lovely line and I keep bastardizing it. And I'm sorry, Julia Quinn, again, I am going to, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's something along the lines of Benedict, the Bridgerton who wished he was a little less a Bridgerton and a little more himself. And I just think it's such a lovely, you know, encapsulation of his character because I think he, he does want to escape that, the, the family. He, he loves them obviously dearly, but part of his struggle is that he, he has to sort of be selfish to try and sort of block everyone out to make space for himself but then in that in turn that is a selfish thing to do because then you don't make yourself available to you know he's not available to Anthony he's not available to Eloise much this season he's not really available to Colin either 
um, because and, and again that just feels very you know siblings growing up or you know like um, in their in their 20s you know like just trying to sort of figure themselves out and so then I think being selfish in a strange kind of way is, is one of the sort of ingredients to growing up isn't it because you have to sort of you have to right you can't because you can't stay in a you know in a dynamic like that where you're just part of the family i'm excited to see what people have to say about those small moments like that too just yeah agreed so yeah there were a lot of small beautiful moments that were just yeah they were beautiful small and beautiful wonderful (laughs) love that and i'm i'm excited to see people tweet and instagram you and all that other stuff oh yeah at you about your penelope situation (laughs) and friend zoning her oh no i'm gonna be in trouble for that one is there anything either of you would like to say about your overall experience or just anything to fans directly um that you would want to say but I, i feel like after you know the year we've had i think it feels so lovely to be part of something so such an escape and so positive and bringing like a little bit of fantasy and romance to people at a time when, you know, it's been a bit tough. And so to be part of that, to feel part of that huge effort, and it is such a huge group effort, you know, and I, one of the things I've, I've realized I miss so much being on set is just walking through set and everyone's doing their job. I know that sounds like a bizarre thing to get excited about, but everyone, you know, everyone's doing their little bit and, inc- and you know, and actors are doing the same, just like their little bit in this huge puzzle. And that then we're just going to sort of launch this thing and there's nothing like it. And, so, and, and also it, it's, you know, people watching it a part of it as well. And it's just magical to, to, to have the, the opportunity to do that. It's very humbling for a start. And it's also just, there's, there's no feeling like it to sort of share this huge, fantastical thing with people. It's, it's, it's the best. So in a weird way, I sort of want to say thank, thank you. I know that sounds weird. I'm not really exactly sure who I'm saying thank you to, but I do just feel very thankful. I feel very thankful. I always think back to um, November when we wrapped and how exhausted everyone was. It had been a really long time and we were, you know, dealing with complications of COVID and testing and um to actually to finish in november and i think it was only three weeks later myself and luke had a conversation and we sort of said um how are you doing and both of us were like i could go back now i could go back and do it again so like it, it just is a testament to how much we love being there um enjoy working on this show mm. but like you like luke said it is a thank you it's a thank you that people are watching it and people are enjoying it because it means we get to do it all over again and get to dive back into the world of Bridgeton. So yeah, I'm already excited to go back, but at the same time, even more excited for everyone to see what everyone has made this past year. Thank you so much for joining Bridgeton, the official podcast. Thank you for giving me so many laughs today. Oh yeah, wonderful. Thank you for joining us on this deep dive into the world of Bridgerton. We'll be back next week with more from behind the scenes of Bridgerton, featuring director Alex Pillay, Bridgerton novel series author Julia Quinn, and Ruth Gemmel, who plays Lady Violet Bridgerton. If you're enjoying this show, please subscribe, share with your friends, rate, or leave us a review. And if you haven't finished binging Bridgerton on Netflix, please go do that so you can enjoy all of the juicy spoilers with us. Bridgerton, the official podcast, is executive produced by Sandy Bailey, Lauren Holman, Tyler Klang, and Gabrielle Collins. Our producer and editor is Vince Dijoni.
Bridgerton, the official podcast, is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app or anywhere you subscribe to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.